0: Surprise! We went live a little bit earlier today. Welcome to the Raw podcast because, Pete, I'm just too excited to talk about Brock Lesnar versus Omos. What did he call him? Omos? Omos. Omos. Brock Lesnar versus Omos (laughs) is an actual thing that is actually happening at actual Wrestlemania. But why though? Because I am Luco in DAD, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast here, live on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. Please, if this is your first time here, press the subscribe button. Leave a little comment down below. Give us a thumbs up and all of that. Also, check out the latest episode of Worst Match Ever. Let us know in the chats as well. Um, do you think that the Miz versus Damian Priest... <laughs> I have since learned because I was really <laughs> focusing on the spelling of Damian. Please. Damian. Damian Priest.
2: Yeah.
0: Was Damian Priest versus The Miz in the Zombies match worse than Goldberg versus Undertaker? Let us know what you think. And um, also get in your comments down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching live, you can join the conversation. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your ultra chats. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount before the end of the show. Hmm. Any thoughts on Worst Match Ever before we get into this? It's fun, isn't it? It's a good show. Do you think we've got a potential contender on our hands here? <laughs> if Lesnar doesn't want to cooperate, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know?
0: could be, you know. Who knows? Almost. Um, so, last week, Omos, uh, out of the blue, just said, I'm going to challenge Brock Lesnar to a match at WrestleMania. Via MVP in a backstage segment. And we all went lol no you're not well that'll be a funny thing mm-hmm. that will get teased for a week and then come monday or come tuesday boom come, come tuesday when we actually come around to watching it All right, Von Wagner. come come monday it'll be a big swerve reveal mm-hmm. and brock lesnar just f5's mvp and he f5 some yep and then we find out what brock lesnar's actual program for wrestlemania is going to be
3: it's a stepping stone to get to a lesnar lashley rematch
0: yeah or a lesnar lashley wyatt three way exactly something along those lines like we were gonna or lesnar gunther which is you know what we've been teasing since the rumble or at least we teased at the rumble yeah Uh, so that's what we all went in there thinking this entire week has just been like twitter has been ablaze with just like Triple H wouldn't just book that match at WrestleMania. That'd be a really weird match for Triple H to book at WrestleMania. Mm. Triple H has got something up his sleeve. Old Daddy Trips, the promised savior of Monday Night Raw. He's got something tucked away in his little trunks about what we're going to do with this actual Brock Lesnar match. Mm -hmm. But no, we're at the VIP lounge with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar comes out first because he don't wait for no introduction. Yeah,
3: And he... And I'd also like to point mm-hmm. out that the all, the whole like uh, promotion around this is: Is Brock Lesnar going to show up? He might not. Is Brock Lesnar going to appear?
0: Find out next.
3: <laughs> and then he came out and he was like, "He's here."
0: Here he is. <laughs> well, Brock. All turns right. out, turns out Brock was here. Yes, is the answer. And he asked MVP to come out. Mm-hmm. I thought MVP was quite funny, being like, "He a, was good." He was like, "Hey, just come and come and get in the ring with me." And MVP was like, "No, I'm cool here. I'm fine. I'm fine, fine here. here. I'm all right yeah. here." And Brock Lesnar promised that he would not suplex as a you know, nice little bit of comedic payoff mm-hmm. uh, to come later on with that. Yep. Um, so MVP gets in the ring, Brock Lesnar sits down and he's like, Look, you're a promoter. I've worked with a lot of promoters around the world. Sell me on the idea of this match. Mm-hmm. I've written in my notes here. MVP cuts a promo that legit makes that legit makes Brock Lesnar versus Amoss sound like a good idea. <laughs> He's that good.
3: It was a good promo. It didn't quite make sense with the continuity of WWE being like, you know, you add your hands with Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. So you think you can take on a Moss? And it's like, yeah,
0: because a Moss is worse than Lashley. We know this. Yeah, but he is taller though. So? So well if if a Moss gets on a hold that Brock can't get out of, what's he going to do? Apart from, you know, kick him in the knob. Kick him in the dick. Kick him, yeah. kick him in the knob, I guess. <laughs> and so Brock was impressed by this. And he, accepted the challenge. Just straight up said, yeah, right? Yeah, all right, fine. Sure. I'll, I'll take on Omos.
3: Sorry, keep going. That's and, it to where this is at the end of the
0: segment. And then like, they ha- then had, I would say, arguably too long.
3: This segment is very long, is one of my notes.
0: Yeah, they kind of went back and forth, maybe t- too many times about mm-hmm. whether or not they were going to shake on this deal, what they were going to drink on this deal, and, and this and the other. And eventually, the what the punchline was is that brock didn't want to drink any of mvp's champagne and so he brought out a flask that had Mm -hmm. white lightning in it now i'm guessing in america white lightning is just something different Uh, in uh, here in the uk it is very very cheap cider that (laughs) that ah! is rubbish and is drunk by teenagers because it's what you can afford to buy down at your, your local, like, Nisa, your mm-hmm. Nisa local. Yeah. Like, if you get into your local spa, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're able to buy, you know, a two-liter bottle of White Lightning mm-hmm. for probably $1.19, yeah. maybe. <laughs> And then you go and drink that in a park yeah. with your mate. Yeah. With, you know, two Siggies between you. Uh-huh. Like between the eight of you. Yeah. Like that is what white lightning is to me. So mm-hmm. when Brock Lesnar's like, oh, it's white lightning, I'm like, you cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder MVP spat it out. I'd also, I don't like
3: to be this guy. But you know how Brock Lesnar has beaten several black wrestlers? <laughs> like Kofi Kingston and Biggie for the WWE Championship. And then he's just faced Lashley. And now he's facing Omos with MVP and his drink's called White Lightning. <laughs> Maybe should have thought that one through.
0: Anywho, so it's it's clearly something different in the states. Yeah. It's, it's probably like you know a really like uh, distilled spirit, very strong. One would mm. presume because MVP. Uh, took a big old swig of this mm. for someone who was unsure he took a big old swig well they were was scared weren't they like I guess he so back down in front of Lesnar and he nearly like whoop, choked it up and he spat it right in Brock's face mm-hmm. and then quite humorously was like dabbing um, dabbing yeah. Brock with the you know on the forehead with his his uh, handkerchief and stuff uh, his little pocket square and Brock like takes the pocket square wipes his face blows his nose on it and puts it back in MVP's pocket gives him the F5 and off he goes mm-hmm. So there it is, everyone. No Omos in this segment, by the way. No Omos in this segment. Omos. No, there was- Omos. He was not there to be seen. Oh, no Omos. No most. No, no most. There was no Omos in this scene. No, Thank most. you. I knew I'd get there. Yep. And it's official. It yeah, is- They it have is, the match graphic. It is Brock Lesnar versus Amos at WrestleMania. What we thought was a bait and switch last week- is just the plan. Mm. What are your thoughts here? Why? <laughs> That's my primary thought.
3: Why? This is just a weird match. I could say, well, the thing is, I know Lesnar matches historically aren't very long anyway, but this will be like a minute, I think, at Mania.
0: This will go the full five. You reckon this will go five? Yeah, I think this will go four, four and a half.
3: I this is going to go a minute. Lesnar's just going to kill him. That's it. That's the whole match. And what's the point? Correct. <laughs> what's the point, Luke? What's the point of any of this? I don't know. I don't know what they're playing at with this match.
0: Well, this is the defense I have seen thus far. You mm-hmm. know, uh, certainly like, you know, taken to Twitter and the reaction when this match was announced was a lot of, why? Why, yeah. why are we actually doing this? Mm. Like when you sort of look at WrestleMania in California and the SoFi Stadium, mm-hmm. what brought you to the decision? To waste your Brock Lesnar appearance on a match that legit no one wants to see, apart from Muscle Man Malcolm, that's the that's only the person, only person on this planet, the only person I've seen that wants this I'll, match. I'll give you that, Muscle yeah. Man Malcolm wants this match to yeah. happen, but I think that is also ironically, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. So. There you go. You have got one person who, ironically, wants this match to happen. Yes, and maybe and wants it to main event. And, and Vinnie Mack, I guess, is the, is, <laughs> yeah. is the other one. We'll we'll get to that point in a minute. Yeah. But the the general defence I've seen in this, and I saw this in the live chat before we started as well, mm-hmm. which is the, eh, it's a five minute Brock Lesnar match. What it, I don't really see what the big deal is. What's the you know why are we getting upset about this? Yada 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 yada. It's just it's it's the piss break match. It's your toilet mm-hmm. break match. It's when you go get refreshments. Sure. And I'm there, being like, "Well, how have WWE conditioned people to think that's okay?" Yeah, just don't have that. Yeah, just you don't you don't have to book a bad match at WrestleMania just because you have to have a toilet break. Pace your show better, and you don't need one. Yeah, I don't see. I just don't see that as a credible argument. Of ah, well, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Because it's only it's only a Brock Lesnar match.
3: It's all right on this fantastic five match nxt takeover card we need to have the sixth match of boa because we need a piss break match in there you see how nuts that sounds
0: yeah I, i i don't so for me that is an argument that doesn't stand up so i then come back to this like i don't understand this decision is this is this a vince mcmahon call no you don't think you think this is full on trips? I think it's trips. Yeah, yeah. What? Why do you think it's trips and the and not a any Mac thing?
3: I don't think this is uh, related to this creative decision specifically. I just don't believe that Vince McMahon is in control of creative.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I don't think so either. So, um, Sean on the the Fightful post show, the way that he phrased it was. I am 70% sure he's back in creative now. Really? After watching this episode of Raw, I'm 70% <laughs> sure he's got some handle in, in creative. He also added, I'm 99% sure he is at least having input. I I would think that Vince probably has input, but I'm pretty
3: confident that Triple H is still very much in control of creative. Sure, There's sure fingerprints all across the, this episode. Yeah, that
0: was Short's big point of that is that regardless it is triple h's final decision rather yes. than the other way around if it used to be was that yes triple h was in creative meetings and he had input vince mcmahon had final sign off yes this is very much the case the other way around vince can say like hey pal i think this would be a really good mm-hmm. idea but ultimately it is a triple h call yes if i was to pop the old uh, uh speculation hat on mm-hmm. if i may this to me feels like a vince mcmahon input Mm -hmm. that triple h has just gone yes to because if you say yes to one idea then vince doesn't present you with 10 others Mm, interesting so there's this school of thought within uh the filmmaking world that uh a producer's role on a movie is they just want something creative to be shown up on screen Mm -hmm. so they can say oh that was my idea that was mine yeah so i've interviewed like uh several wwe uh, several w, sorry several hollywood writers uh, yeah. uh, in in my, over my years and one of them once told me a story is like the way that he sees producers like he's worked with producers before who have just said like in every creative meeting i think the lead characters wear a white hat like that's the like they're just bringing that one idea mm-hmm. here yeah and eventually you just have to relent to that one idea because it just gets them to stay quiet and they don't then present anything else to the zoo like okay well i'll give you this one concession Mm -hmm. because it really doesn't affect much of anything yeah and then at the end of it when the film comes out that one person that one producer can sit there and be like see that white hat that was my idea i think really the whole film hangs on the fact that that character is wearing a white hat Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and i think that in my mind in my head canon that is what we have here is that vince mcmahon went in because as of november the internal rundown of this, Luke when Sean Rossap was, it was Lesnar versus Gunther. Mm-hmm. That is, as of November, that was the WrestleMania locked-in match we were having, and that's why they did the tease at the Rumble. Yeah, I think with Vince stepping back in, is like, "Hey, pal, I actually think Brock versus Amos is a much bigger marquee match." And Triple is like, "Oh man, if he's thinking this is a good idea, that means he's going to come in with loads of other ideas." And I, there's only so many, I, there's mm-hmm. only so many times I can say no. So I would say yes to this one. Sacrifice my Brock Lesnar match, my, my dream match that I could have had mm-hmm. with Brock and, and Gunther, and give the old man this one concession. You know, it's a fun theory.
3: It's fun to speculate. I don't think it's true, <laughs> but it's a fun theory. I think it's a really fun theory. Uh, I, I don't... They have that stare down at the Rumble. Lesnar and Gunther. Yeah. It feels like to me the plan was always Gunther versus Bagger Bros triple threat.
0: That's what it certainly seems that's the direction we're going in now, doesn't yeah. it? Like the last couple of weeks of SmackDown really felt like we've we've actually geared we've we've shifted more towards that direction
3: i always thought that was kind of the plan like i always thought maybe it was just fantasy booking heads at the time but that i always thought was kind of the the eventual direction of where we were heading and the lesnar gunther thing was just a fun spot in the rumble mm. you know just like a, ah
0: two big lads kind of like fun. you know and um yeah because I'm, I'm i'm hanging a lot of my theory on that moment mm. in the rumble, because yeah. when I saw that moment in the rumble, I, 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 my big takeaway from that rumble was, oh, this is a rumble that has got actual stakes and it is setting things up to be paid off at mm. future events. Yeah. But so I am, you're right. I'm hanging a lot of my, my theory onto that one moment. Unfair that may be. Um, But you're right. Like it could have just been. The same stare down we had with Lesnar and Keith Lee, yeah, in the twenty twenty Rumble, or the stare down between Lesnar and uh, Big E, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You know, those moments that were that were just in that twenty twenty Rumble that eventually didn't really mean anything because it was just all about Lesnar, uh, Drew eliminating Lesnar yeah. uh, at number fifteen or whatever it was. Yeah. So, you, so your what your argument is, it's actually just a one of those to make the crowd go. Oh yeah,
3: exactly. That's exactly what it is. I, I for me, that's what I took from it. it was not necessarily this is the mania program, but just like a hey, look,
0: big lads, we have them. They were big lads, the, isn't it cool? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, looking at this whole show then, because yes. this was the show that made people things. Well, I mentioned that I wanted to bring up the, the what you know Sean said on on the, the fightful post show because even when I was watching it, I was like, this feels like there's some Vince McMahonisms across this show, mm. but. There's there wasn't anything on this show that sort of like felt to you. This is because this is definitely still a Triple H raw. Oh yeah, his finger as you mentioned earlier, his fingerprints are all over this. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. And I think this was. See, the thing is, we all loved Triple H's NXT, but did we really? Because we loved takeovers. There it is. Did we really like weekly NXT shows? Weekly
0: TV wasn't very good. It's
3: completely fine there was nothing bad about weekly nxt in the triple h era it was fine yeah it built some stories very slowly very gradually sometimes it
0: didn't even do that it was just like here's three four matches here's
3: some matches and that's it right but then when you got to the big shows it was like oh amazing stakes big time matches everybody gets time to shine five matches on a card the best performers from the brand are competing this is what we want to see I think Triple H kind of has the same philosophy on his uh, WWE TV. Like, it's mostly fine. Yeah, And then the pay-per-views are really good. The problem is, this is
0: a three-hour show now. Like, I know. Like, that, w- that worked fine for NXT TV when it was one hour. I know. In developmental, in front of 100 people. Yes. Like, this is now national TV, three hours a week. Mm-hmm. And we. I know, and I said this in the edited review, we are 30 odd days away from WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's not like we're like, crikey lads, pick up the pace because yeah. we're running it, we're rapidly running out of time before WrestleMania gets here. You know, we're, we're driving down this road at 60 miles an hour. We're going to be at WrestleMania before we know it. Mm. But this is two weeks on the trot now where it really has not felt like we're building towards WrestleMania. No.
3: It, it very much felt like this show as a whole was saying, like, hey, next week though. But last
0: week's show was like, hey, in two weeks' time though. It was, we were talking about the build to Raw 30. Yeah. Where they had like two weeks of TV. It was like, eh, it's not really anything. Happened. But uh, next week though, Raw 30, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. Because it, it very much felt like on this show, they were like,
3: hey, next week we've got John Cena. Hey, next week we've got Logan Paul. Hey, next week we've got this other match. Or
0: hey, this Friday at SmackDown, Roman, yeah. Roman's on the show. Hey, and R- Cody. Rhea Ripley's going to be going across to that show. Yeah. Cody's going to be going across to that show. Like all of a sudden, I was... So there, watch this been like, we've got three Raw roster members that are feuding with people on SmackDown, because you've got Cody feuding with Roman, Rhea feuding with Charlotte, and Bobby feuding with Bray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's why Raw feels quite empty at the moment, because it's people feuding with screens. Yes. Or the idea, they're feuding with the idea of, of people. Yeah. They're feuding with the idea of, I'm going to go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And so this whole episode of Raw was quite frankly pretty boring it was very um formulaic is what i'd call it
3: because i think it happened maybe three or four times on this show where person wins match person cuts promo after match and that was it like you had like just a feature match like asuka faced carmella and cody Rhodes beat chad gable and both of them cut a promo after to be like i'm gonna win at wrestlemania and like that's it (laughs) and and that that was basically like the show it just felt like like it's not a bad idea to feature the people who are going to wrestle at WrestleMania and give them wins mm-hmm. on the build to WrestleMania. That's a solid idea. Sure is. It's just not that captivating.
0: No, and I think when you're on the road to WrestleMania, you can't. You need to have at least one of them do something to further the storyline.
3: Exactly. If
0: if you have all of your storylines do the exact same beat and it's the exact same holding beat, because if you, even if you just had one of the storylines move forward a step, mm-hmm. it would have felt like this show. Had something yeah. to it to to hang its white hat on, if you will, mm-hmm. but because ev- Ashley
3: versus lies that's the other one I was thinking of.
0: But every every segment on this show did not progress a WrestleMania story with
3: it, uh, with the exception of the main event. I think that yeah, actually, that I actually would did. give you that yeah.
0: Uh... But the problem is it's also Damn a feud him. that's I think very much run its course because it's a bit judgment day versus yeah, edge at the moment. Because this this is I've I've seen Becky and the Legends get beat damage control because mm-hmm. that's how Becky beat Bailey in the cage. Yeah. So I I don't really need to see Becky and the Legends beat them again to build to another match that they'll also likely win. Yeah. It's actually now the more I think about it, God, it is Edge and Judgment Day, isn't it? Yeah that's why i'm not into it yeah because it's edge judgment day all over again
3: we're getting sidetracked from this whole brock lesnar almost oh. thing
0: but okay i like, here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna suggest yeah mod mother can you hear me let's have a let's, let's do a little test on this eh? thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle mm-hmm. brock versus Amoss. Rock just versus moss not the show not the show just That's that huge. that the the fact that that match is happening at wrestlemania mm-hmm. thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle just cool. like we'll just take a little litmus test of you know the sort of like 1200 people that are watching the stream currently mm-hmm. yeah so we'll we'll go with that Um, should we get into some ultra chat see what people have got to say? Let's do that from our wonderful community here and in fact actually amazingly, not a lot of people have got some things to say about this. you know when we've done like things that have been led around the bloodline. That's the other thing the show was really missing. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so unfortunately, uh, streamlabs is still having its issues and losing people's names so i apologize that uh, the if some names are lost please do let our moderators know um but this missing Streamlabs name here says hi lads feel like people are overreacting to blossom uh Moss. there's eight to nine matches on mania to be excited for this match is aimed for the casual fans who don't watch every week they turn on and see a seven foot giant versus a beast they're interested it's harmless three to four minutes you could have had that with gunther though and, yeah. it, and it would have been good, yeah. And people would have been you'd know, you'd have appeased more than just the the casuals. I totally get the appealing to the casual market. Yeah, totally get that's what the whole point of WrestleMania is. Why there was so many celebrities there last year. That's the Absolutely. whole it's the whole point of WrestleMania. But I do also think you, you you Brock Lesnar matches should be a special commodity.
3: Exactly. I I don't. I think you're wasting the potential of a Brock Lesnar match if you just say, eh, "Could be anything," because really, you're putting him up against omos at mania it could realistically be most people to get this a similar sort of reaction granted the casual people are going to be like that man's tall but you have a lot of big lads on the roster you could do brock lesnar versus otis you could do brock lesnar versus rick boogs you know
0: you you do brock and brawn again
3: brock lesnar versus mace brock lesnar versus shanky those are tall people but like no it's just not appealing you know yeah
0: And you can do it the other way around. You can put put some small lads in there. Yeah. You can do Brock and Ricochet again. And actually, I think you could advertise, like if Triple H are put on Brock-Ricochet and it's a Triple H-booked Brock-Ricochet match, I think people would be way more into that. And there's a story there. And there's a storyline ready to be told there. Yeah. I just don't think that we should be taking like, and that's why my general consensus is from this, is people just take Lesnar matches for granted. My, another gripe I have with this as well is
3: one, from this segment in particular, Lesnar just wasn't taking Omos seriously at all. He's like, okay, we're going to do a bit of business. I'm going to beat him, sure, whatever, don't care. Which, why would I now care about the match? Because Lesnar doesn't care. And also, this is like not paying off the Lashley Elimination Chamber thing at all, which yeah. makes that finish retroactively so much worse.
0: Yeah. It's also, it's bad storytelling.
3: Real bad storytelling, this.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. That's a really, yeah, it is bad storytelling. It's a bad follow-up to what was a bad finish. Exactly. Uh, at, at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I had another point I was going to make then. uh, It's it's gone from me, but maybe it'll come back. Uh, But I'm just Marcus here, says. Laying down sick today. Sorry to hear that. So I thought I would join you. Lesnar versus the Moss is happening, and I don't understand why. But at least it will be short, bell ring, couple of two places, and F5, and we can move on to the other big matches. What I think going to happen? I legit think it's going to go four and a half minutes. I think two. Red Push. I'm also going to say. 90 seconds of that is a head squeeze oh i i
3: was thinking you were going to say 90 seconds would have been a stare down like bell rings and they just stand there
0: looking at each other uh, that's that's a 45 seconds uh-huh. adding on to my 90 mm-hmm. so you know in between that so we have got we're all in agreement <laughs> There's probably like two minutes of actual match in there <laughs> which are just the suplexes and the f5 yeah but i think you can stretch that out with a stare down mm. and a 90 second head squeeze Ooh, spot.
3: can't wait <laughs> can't wait Riveting, that's what that is.
0: Um, BM Whitehouse here says, fun fact, Jey Uso was the first person to pin Roman Reigns in WWE. Another fun fact, a lot of people started watching WWE at the start of the PG era, which turns 30 in the next few years. Or they will turn 30. And they, the they will turn years. 30. Yeah. A lot of people that started watching WWE at the start of the PG era turn 30 in the next few years. Oh, okay.
3: Well, some people who also started watching WWE later also turn 30 soon.
0: And this guy right here. <laughs> um another missing Streamlabs uh, username, apologies for that, said Is it wrong to say Mania has had a bad build outside of Ray Dom and the bloodline? It's early doors to say that it's had a bad build. If you're going from I suppose if you're going from Rumble to Now is like mm-hmm. that's the Mania build with, with Elimination Chamber. <sighs> I think it's just I think this is a bad episode to judge that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and, this episode didn't do a lot. And
3: I will also say, it does make me chuckle when people be like, if you take away the good stuff, is this thing bad? And it's like, well, you've taken away the good stuff. So yes, by default, because those are the best builds, really. Ray, Ray Dom is wonderful. I yeah, it's that. great. Yeah. It's wonderful. And the bloodline is obviously fantastic. And I think taking, taking the good stuff, like cherry picking the good stuff out of it and then going, well, all well, the rest of it is bad. Therefore, this is bad. It's like, yeah, but you've not looked at the good stuff. I'm not saying that two feuds make up for the rest of it, mm. but I do think it's important to take the, the whole picture into account.
0: Um, Abby here from Vancouver says, bit of a random comment. I want to see Jay's story art complete with the line, I don't care what the tribal chief says, but this time he means it.
3: I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants or thinks or whatever he said it was.
0: Or and it's good. Our last one from now, unfortunately, is from a missing Streamlabs username, but I do like this one. This week of Raw gave me feelings of my GM mode. <laughs> Trying to delay builds to stretch them out to get to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I raised the question of... uh, cre- I raised the question of us. Is. Or is this Vince effect on Creative or Bruce's since he's part of Creative? P.S. White lighting is moonshine.
3: The more you know.
0: The more you know.
3: Um, I I don't think it's the <sighs> effect of Vince's Creative. I think that it is Triple H just kind of spinning as we were mania. He's oh, got, he's got, he's got a yeah. plan, and now he's just kind of spinning until we get there.
0: Yeah, I also don't think Bruce Prichard is creative enough to do Brock Lesnar versus the Moss, <laughs> if I'm being frankly honest. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to take us too long. Wouldn't think so. We'll try. Um, so the show opened with a big recap of what happened on Smackdown. That had really like amazing stuff there with Sammy so good. and Jay. Mm. Our opening segment here, it was the bloodline. And I oh man, I feel so bad. Like and I when I was writing on my review, I was trying to find like where are my words for this? Mm-hmm. Because these are integral characters to the story. Yep. Jimmy Uso and Solo Sikoa opened the show with a promo. They are integral characters to this bloodline story. Yes but they're not the focus of the bloodline story. No. So when you do a bloodline segment that doesn't have Roman or Sammy or Cody or Kevin or Haman or Jay, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, it's just you two then. Mm-hmm. I
3: don't hate this because I think it's having segments like this that make the whole bloodline feel important. And granted, this promo doesn't get, you know, the same kind of spotlight that a Roman segment would or a Sami segment would or whatever. But having segments like this where you can see characters' motivations and you understand why Jimmy Uso is saying what he's saying and Solo Sikoa gets to continue to stand there and be awesome. Uh, for me, that's what makes the whole bloodline interesting. Because if you just have the important people every time, the less important people never get a chance to shine. So I think having stuff like this is important in making the rest of the bloodline feel important, especially because it really looks like we're doing Sammy and KO versus the Usos at WrestleMania. So having Jimmy Uso, one of the four people in that match, have a chance to cut a promo, to talk about his motivations and say how, you know, talk about the past of KO and Sammy and Cody and all that stuff. That is important to the story. And I I don't think it's a waste to do this.
0: I agree with you. I just don't think this segment furthered anything. Like, Jimmy didn't say anything in this segment that we didn't already know. That's true. And that's where I think the segment falls down. Because I completely agree with you that you do need to give Jimmy this mic time. Yeah. But Jimmy also... Like, Jimmy got way more out of the SmackDown promo.
3: Mm, That's true.
0: Like, Jimmy, when he got to go out his promo on SmackDown, like, that was actual character growth Mm. for Jimmy. That really gave us stuff. And, like, that's, like, the interaction here with Sammy was, like, it's captivating stuff. Yeah. Here, he just says... We run this show. The Bloodline run this show. We uh, put in the raw locker room on notice because we run this show. Mm-hmm. And then the Street prophets come out and cut a promo on them. This this, this achieves nothing. Mm.
3: Yeah. I liked Jimmy and Solo tagging because I was like, well, there's no J. What's J doing? <laughs> it's the, it's, you, you think about the other characters by a mission. Because they don't mention Jay. You're like, so what's Jay doing right now? Wonder what Jay thinks of this segment.
0: And I... Yeah, I but, then it, like, but then it just makes him poochy.
3: Just yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, but also,
3: <laughs> I like it. I right? should be
0: asking, where's
3: Jay? I know, but it's fine. I, I did also think it was weird. And they were like, oh, we got a tag match. And I was like, oh, Jimmy and Solo tagging. That should be fun. And then they come out and cut a promo and then the street Profits come out. And they're like, oh, do you want to fight? And it's like, you have a scheduled tag match. Like... They already announced yeah i match.
0: thought that yeah and then i thought i got my notes wrong no. and i didn't go back to check and
3: then they said please welcome their opponents the street prophets and it's like well I, I, come on let's fight and it's like we want
0: the smoke it's like you're already fighting you already have the smoke
3: you got, you got a scheduled tag match uh
0: i got real like it, it was like playing uh wwf smackdown on the playstation mm-hmm. which is like if you're part of a faction you're also a tag team yeah. so like in the career mode or the story mode of uh i won uh, the ta- as the undertaker won the tag titles with bradshaw <laughs> <laughs> because we were part of the ministry of darkness yeah that's what i got with jimmy and solo here mm. um montez ford um they showed a recap of him in the mm-hmm. elimination chamber with yep. his amazing spots yeah but he and the same thing happened with gargano later felt like they're getting nothing out of their the run in the chamber
3: I definitely don't think they are taking full advantage of the momentum that they had with Montez Ford coming out of the chamber. I agree with you 100%. I don't think he's being given nothing. I think there is something. They're making an effort to make Montez Ford the star of the Street Profits. They are making an effort to make Ford the one who gets the hot tags. Angelo Dawkins is the one that gets pinned. Montez Ford is the one that's in control a lot. He's the one that's the target. He's the one that's star of the Street Profits right now. I think that is intentional. They're giving him something It's not as much momentum as I would have given him coming out the chamber.
0: But this, yeah. There is something. But this is the point I was like, when the chamber happened, we had a lot of chats that came in being like, oh man, you've just made five brand new stars Mm -hmm. uh, in the mid card. Yeah. And my instant thought was that I was like, give it three weeks. Mm -hmm. Because we saw it with Bronson Reed last week coming out, still zero reaction. Gargano later it's not in, his fault. Gargano later in this show, zero. But like, I, I can't even think it's WWE's fault either. Yeah. Because WWE gave him an amazing run in the chamber. They did. And, and people
3: always pop for his moves.
0: They yeah. like, just care about him the rest of the time. But I think part yeah. of that's also, he's not in a story. Yeah. he's not in a, that. And, and the same thing with Ford. Mm-hmm. Ford's not in a story at the moment. So people can't. And I think that is what, like, you know, the success of the bloodline that is what is drawing people to the product, mm. is that story. Like, Smackdown to like a 2.4 rating. That's without Roman on the show. Yeah. That's because people are tuning in to see this, the Bloodline story, the next chapter yep. of this Bloodline saga. And I think Ford not being in a story, Johnny Gargano not really being in a story either. He's just, he's a guy that's been there, but he's just been there since like October or whenever it was when he came back. Yeah he's just there and like you said have a couple of really interesting
3: matches and i was like oh this should be fun like a couple of these matches but that's just me going off because i know nxt gargano it's got nothing to do with main event gargano yeah So I'm,
0: yeah yeah i mean shame. like him, him and balor will have an amazing match next week that sounds awesome
3: like that's a that's a dream like nxt gargano versus nxt balor is like a dream match like that's awesome
0: but I don't think it's going to do anything for Gargano no, in the, in the least. But anyway, this the match was Jimmy and Solo versus the Three Profits. Uh, decent action between these that four, which is what you would expect. Um, uh, as you mentioned, Ford got to run wild, and mm. they really were trying to make it seem like he was the deal of the group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, however, it was a Samoan spike from Solo Secoa for the win. Yep. Bloodline went to do continue the beatdown. Solo set up the chair in the corner to do the hip attack, but Kevin Owens ran down and made the save. Mm-hmm. We had a stare down between Solo and Owens. and We found out later on in the show it's going to be Solo-Owens next week.
3: Hmm. Wonder how Sammy's going to play into that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I miss Sammy on this show. Yeah. He really I... can't be on
3: every show.
0: No, but... And, and, and Well, okay, you're right. But this show then needs something else. Hmm. Because yeah, the show maybe. didn't really have anything. It's got KO on it, but you Kevin really it. didn't do much anything either. That's like furthering well, on. Well, he's done a Jimmy Uso, didn't he? So yeah. Much. Oh, oh man. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, it's the first time for everything, I guess. Nell, <laughs> <laughs> um, we then got the VIP lounge with Brock Lesnar. Uh, uh, sorry,
3: just very quickly. Yeah. I just want to say on this story in particular, I think they're doing a really good job of telling the KO and Sammy versus Uso story. I just don't know whether people are satisfied with that story. I, I personally am. I'm well on board with the story. I think it's great. I love the ending of Elimination Chamber. I think it makes total sense. This is a story they're going to tell, that's fine. I'm on board with Cody versus Roman as well. I think that's also a good story. I'm on board with all of this.
0: I just want to make sure everybody else is okay with this too. I think people are i hope so and i i just is yeah. a good story it is it is a very good story yeah i, l- I love it and i'm still like i'm clamoring for that moment mm. when we do get to have that sammy and ko reunion like I that agree. is still like the, the 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 emotional heartbeat moment that i am still yeah. waiting for um so i i mean i'm personally i am still into this mm-hmm. i know like you certainly go through comments people do see this as a bit of a demotion for for sammy which I, I, I don't agree with because I, I, I think it's... I don't
3: know. I don't know if I do.
0: I, I certainly don't agree with it. Because um, I think this is far and away still the most captivating thing uh, in, in WWE right now. Yeah. The VIP lounge with Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar, which we discussed earlier. Uh, Charlie interviewed Lita and Becky, who said they're going to win tonight. They should.
3: Lita and Lynch, we will win. Yeah. That's it. That's the promo.
0: Cody Rhodes took on Chad Gable uh, with a fabulous little match. Oh my God. But I, it was there, and I was like, man, I wish this had just five, five six more minutes. Because like, these two would have absolutely torn the house down. Because they tore the house down with, with just nine minutes. Oh, mate. Give them a little bit more time, these two would absolutely tear it up.
3: Every time I see Chad Gable wrestle, I'm like, how can you not push this man? He is so good! he's so good it's amazing there were some great spots in this match as well smoothest transition into the figure four i've ever seen yeah that was real good amazing. that was nice disaster kick counted into the german suplex gable works over cody's knee in this match gable did this awesome cliffhanger ddt into a moonsault it was awesome that was
0: insane and speaking so of cool. speaking of insane I've watched this multiple times over. Mm-hmm. Chad Gable's cell oh, of the Crossroads. So good. Proper like RVD. Yeah. I'm lawn darting like myself called. into Oosh. the floor. It was so, so good. And we got an ooper-dooper super whooper Cody, Cody cutter. Yeah, like He went like I'd around <laughs> all four sides of the ring before yeah. he hit that thing. It was really good. He bounced off a rope that's not even there. Yeah. That was awesome. Bounced hit, off the fourth rope. Hit the crossroads Great. for the win. Amazing sell. Really under. good match. Really, really yeah, good match. Please
3: post Chad Gable at some point. He,
0: he is, is the so absolute unsung hero of Monday oh, Night Raw. God, he's so he's good. He's dead good, is, Chad, is our Chad.
3: Yeah. And then after the match, Cody cut a promo to say, uh because it was earlier said uh, that jimmy said in the opening promo that uh, roman's going to be on smackdown this week cody said cool i'm also going to be on smackdown this week
0: and that was it yeah uh byron saxon tried well he was going to interview <laughs> baron corbin
3: i love this black Sage segment so much and only for one reason yeah byron saxon well there is going to be much anticipation for cody and roman on smackdown switching gears now here's baron corbin <laughs> <laughs> They do significantly worse segues than we do. And we do bad segues. But I think
0: that, like, that is brilliant from a character perspective. Because Baron Corbin's rubbish. Yes. And everyone knows that he's rubbish. Yeah. And everyone knows that he sucks and he's a loser and no one really wants to interview him. So, like, Byron Saxon's is ever like, I'm going to interview this loser now. <laughs> Switching gears, I guess. it's uh- <laughs> See, the thing is, that would totally work.
3: But they also do the switching gears thing genuinely on commentary. Yeah. Switching gears, here's a recap
0: of this segment from Raw. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was about to interview uh, Baron Corbin, who was about to be like, "Man, my life's crap at the moment. Like, I it's really, I really need something." Yeah. Baron's like, well, never mind. Here's there's Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin,
3: Kevin. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to cut this
0: interview short. Hold on, here's Kevin Owens. <laughs> Baron's like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, it's actually it's bar- it funny. I really enjoyed this. Uh,
3: K- Ko says he doesn't need help. Yeah. Again,
0: that's where we were last week.
3: And then Kevin Patrick went to hug Corey Graves. I missed that. Yep. No other notes <laughs> on that bit. They were talking about Hollywood parodies or whatever. Oh, then, right. It's because they did, the, go, they did the Titanic parody. Oh, right. Yeah. So then he went to go hug him. Yeah. And then it cut before he did.
0: The so. Titanic parody is quite funny. That's oh, good. Um, Judgment Day cut a promo. In fact, they actually cut three separate promos in a way here i quite
3: like this
0: as did i uh which was uh dum-dum cut his little promo on ray ray great um and then Rhea cut her promo on uh charlotte great and this is when oh man i said earlier it's three it's actually four yeah it's four four there's four four stars of raw are feuding with four stars of SmackDown, which means that four stars of Raw on this three-hour show are just feuding with screens. Mm. Um, And then are going to SmackDown to actually start storylines or further storylines. Yes, That's why I find this show so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's irritating. Mm. Um, So Rhea cuts her promo. She's going to be on SmackDown with a match uh, against Liv Morgan. Were they former tag champs together? I don't, don't
3: think so. I don't think they were tag champs. They were definitely a tag team.
0: They were a tag team, But I don't they? think they were
3: tag champs.
0: No. But they definitely were a team. I remember that. No. Nikki and Rhea were tag champs. They were that a tag team. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah? I don't think Rhea and Liv ever won the belts. Just checking the eh, chat.
3: It's fine. Well, we'll come back yeah, to
0: saying no. <laughs> Anywho, cool. Um... And then, <sighs> Balor cuts a promo on Edge and says, oh, "It's over when I say it's over." And I wrote here, "Please say it's over, then Finn. <laughs> Just say it's over." And he said, "It will be over, at WrestleMania." Yeah, I was so so over watching Judgment Day lose to Edge. Um, if you'll permit me, yeah,
3: uh, we had a backstage segment next with maximum male models do you mind if i do an impersonation of marseille please do because he went in like this to just as a casual chat
0: genuinely quite funny
3: so funny yeah i popped so hard for mace because least... it was significantly higher i'm not very flexible yeah like significantly higher on the door and just kind of lent there like he was all casual Very funny.
0: See, I mean, because you, um, I I stole you away from SmackDown, so these are your boys. Yeah. Um, I I found this to be quite an entertaining backstage segment. Funny. I thought people didn't like these lads.
3: Well, they were very boring for a while, (laughs) right? Because they took up so much of the show and did the same joke every time. But if they're a little like fun comedy goof act where they just go around and be knobs backstage, that's they're funny. Yeah, they're charismatic enough. If just does that all the time. I'm on board.
0: Uh, yeah, they uh, set up a match between for Otis later. So Otis went off to Adam Pearce to get himself a match. Mm-hmm. Up next. Now, if you've seen my edited review, got to a little uh, a nice bit of performative anger at this. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of egged up my, uh, or amped up my, my, my reaction to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It was more just to kind of get over this idea of just like is Vince back in control or anything yeah. like that? Is Vince yeah, yeah, in creative. Yeah. However. I thought Asuka versus Carmella was a baffling bit of booking.
3: Please do explain. So because
0: I, I, I don't know if I think the same as you here. So, you are looking to achieve one thing mm-hmm. with this segment, mm-hmm. which is hype up Asuka versus Bianca Belair mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Yes. That is your big marquee WrestleMania match. Yes. I don't think I would do that by having Carmella dominate 90% of this match and then Asuka just reverse her into a submission to get the win at the end. I agree. And then at the end of the segment, have Carmella be the one that stands tall Mm -hmm. and almost make it look like it's Carmella versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asuka looks rubbish in this.
3: uh, She didn't look fantastic. Yes, I
0: definitely would have booked this match very differently.
3: Um, I don't think it looked like it was Carmella Bianca for WrestleMania, because as soon as she attacked her, I was like, okay, it's Carmella Bianca next week. No, no Which I, it
0: is. I'm not saying that is the direction that we are mm-hmm. heading, that they're going to switch it up or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, But the framing of this mm-hmm. should be around Asuka and Bianca Belair, because that is the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. You should at least make Asuka look like a focal point of this segment to try and build her up to make it look like she might win the title from the very dominant Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair
3: pointed at the WrestleMania sign, Luke, twice.
0: Well, Pete, I guess when you're right, you're right. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you when that is your base level of WrestleMania build, she actually <laughs> took two steps forward. She said, "You can't spell WrestleMania without EST." Yep, she and, and I'm, I think she checked my notes. She said that every year at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it does have EST in it. Um, can I read
3: you my first two notes for this match? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, I believe this is actually before the match started. I said, uh, Corey, please shut the f*** up. <laughs> and then my second note was, Corey, please
0: shut the f*** up. I my li- God, he's insufferable. I like Corey. Drake, I hated match. this. But I knew we were in for trouble. Also, please, peace I swear. Come on, mate. You're bigger than that. But... <laughs> I knew we were in for choppy waters here. Mm hmm. Chop, chop. hmm. Because Corey was not scared for Carmella. Mm Yeah. Last week, they set this up mm-hmm. The Carmella made a mistake in asking for a one on one match with Asuka. Yep. Yeah. Because Asuka is very dangerous and Carmella is very rubbish. Yeah. So, so Corey was there being like, I don't think this was the best side. Like, Hey, she's her own person. She's Mm -hmm. her own woman, but I don't think this is a good idea at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the story here. Mm -hmm. Carmela thinks she's great, but she's actually just an opportunist that steals other people's hard work and then gets the, steals the wins for herself. Yes. But then we start this off and Corey was like, here comes Carmela. She's, she's great. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. I want to talk about how wonderful she is. And I was like, Ah oh, he's not talking about how scared she should be. See that's the and, thing. And he and he's not scared either. And then I realized, oh no, they don't need to be scared because apparently Carmella's awesome mm. and really she should be the one going to WrestleMania because she dominated this match. Yeah.
3: See, I think Corey was insufferable to start with. He then had a bit where I was like you should do that more. Do that bit more because he just added a bit more context and stuff, this is what he should be bringing to Carmella matches, saying that, like, you know, she hasn't just been moonwalking around at home. She's been strategizing. She's been watching Asuka, and she's aware that this might be the most dangerous version of Asuka that we've seen. And I don't think it's the smartest decision she's made, but if you want to get booked on WrestleMania, you've got to take out the top people in the division, and that's why she's going after Asuka. I'm like, that's great. Do more of that. And less of, God, she's so hot. My God, my wife. She's so hot. I'm so horny. And that's his whole commentary. And it was so obnoxious. I hated the start of this. And then there were little bits where it was great.
0: I'd, I... I take two exceptions, because I actually quite like the Corey stuff. Him saying about Carmella, how it. hot he thinks Carmella is. I hate Oh well, it. I, find that, I find it good, because they're supposed to be insufferable douchebags. So like it completely works in it. the same way that it works for Miz and Maurice. Would you say that Michael Cole,
3: as a heel commentator, is supposed to be an insufferable douchebag? Well, like, he beca- was because he is. But it makes me want to change the
0: channel. Yeah, oh well, that's fair because it didn't work with Michael Cole. It was it was very very bad. Like but, it he just, also, but he was also, but it was bad for Michael Cole because he was also lead. He was that, lead that's play true. By There is an extra where, element of whereas, bad. Whereas Corey is just color. Yes, it do, I don't think it helps by the fact that Kevin does no commentary, from what I can gather. <laughs> <laughs> I watch this show every week and I don't think I've heard him say word one. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from when he's just like says something really silly.
3: But I just... I, I did just realise that I just screamed. I'm so horny on this thing. It will definitely be taken out yeah, of context.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the shorts. Whoops! <laughs> um, like and this, this is the thing I've always had with WWE and their booking of Carmella. They can yeah. never make their mind up. Is she rubbish or is she great? Because <laughs> <Yeah>, they, <laughs> they, they don't know. Yeah. Because there are times where she's like, oh, she's the worst. She's awful. She just steals away victories. And then, no, she kicked the crap out of Asuka for 98% of this match. Then Asuka just about eked out a victory over Carmella. And I'm Mm like, well, why were we pretending last week that she should be scared? Yeah. And this this, this did, it did nothing for Asuka. Did nothing for Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. And remarkably did nothing for Carmella either because her character's woefully inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, this was a strange booking choice. This was a Vince McMahon segment. Hmm. Triple H mm. Triple H is too smart to book something this stupid.
3: I can see that argument. I don't know if I Vince fully Ma- agree. Vince McMahon
0: would 100% book something that stupid. He would. That's true. I don't so, think Triple H would. He'd probably have Carmella win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Piper Niven, well, speaking of Vince finishes. Oh, goodness me. Piper Niven took on Candice LeRae. Uh, Nikki Cross came out with uh, Candice. Sort of stalking her from yeah. behind, and then Candace saw him. Was like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> well, I guess that's happened. Yes, she's there. Piper dominated, um, mm-hmm. and then took out Nikki on the outside, and then Candace rolled up Piper and win. Yep, uh, I've written in my notes here. Also, not good. Yeah, because I, I was I, I finished my last sp- uh, paragraph with "What is going on?" in mm-hmm. all caps. Yep. The, the the no good uh, unfortunately continues somewhat because Saxton interviewed uh, Johnny Gargano with his zero reaction, uh, mm. and he accepted a match with Otis and had some bad dialogue against Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and then the no good continued uh, with yes, me. with Ms TV. Oh, I don't want to dislike a Ms segment, Pete.
3: Like, you don't want to dislike a Ms oh, segment, right, Pete? So. <sighs>
0: I'm also. I just want to clarify as well. Let me just get my my notes clarif- uh, here. Kathy Kelly did did the interviews backstage mm-hmm. last week. I accidentally called her Charlie, right? Charlie Caruso. Yeah. And someone left a comment being like, "Charlie's not worked there for years. Mm-hmm. Typical Wrestle Talk. They don't care about women. Shows what hypocrites that they are." Mm-hmm. So. Kathy Kelly did the interviews there mm-hmm. too. To, for, for those who uh, won't forgive me for a slight slip of the tongue. Yep. But there was a comment left on yesterday's video, mm. yesterday's worst match ever. Oh, yeah. And it really did highlight to me uh, WWE's wonderful revisionist history or how it has sort of brainwashed people into thinking things that aren't really true. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of great examples of that triple h was an architect of the attitude era for example yeah some might say he created it mm. some might say he was actually the biggest star of the attitude era things of that nature mm. there was a comment left on yesterday's worst match ever that said you guys are too mean to the Miz. he is one of the greatest of all time Whoa. <laughs> oh hello <laughs> oh and i was like you know I know we get a lot of like you hate the Miz, you're anti-Miz bias yeah. or whatever it is, but I think that is a that is quite a
3: that's quite a charge. Some might say I, I you know I think people can be fans of the Miz and that's great. I don't think you can call him one of the greatest of all time unless you're specifically just talking about WWE accolades because I think on paper technically he probably is. <laughs> because
0: he's he's got everything. a lot of belts, won everything, and he's won
3: pretty much everything, but. Unless you're talking about any other
0: parameters, I
3: think that's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Apparently, as well, Pauline point out, as well, I called her Charlie earlier in the show. That's <laughs> amply. I probably did, did. I write that in my notes? Probably. I did actually. I wrote down Charlie as opposed to Kathy. Charlie Kelly. Uh, yeah, I just wrote. I just wrote down their first names. Oh, right. so I, and I've written down Kathy, in my second one. Mm. So my bad. Um, anywho, uh, yeah. Well, f- me and uh, Ollie were talking about this on uh, No Way Out 2000, and our review of that, because like that is that caps off, uh, well at least at that point, Mick Foley's 15 year career and sort of about like everything that he's accomplished mm-hmm. in those 15 years. And I said to Ollie, I was like, man, in a couple of years' time, Miz will have been on the main roster for 20 years, mm-hmm. and he has won way more than Mick Foley ever did. Yeah. And yet feels like he's accomplished significantly less yeah. in that time. Yeah. Um, anyway, like, like I, just, I don't hate Miz. I think Miz is a perfectly good mid-card heel. Which and, is what he's doing here. And that's great as what he is here. He's the host of WrestleMania. That is a perfect use of Miz because mm-hmm. it means nothing. Yeah. Being the host of WrestleMania is literally a nothing title. Tell that to The Rock. Got a huge I, I being think, the host of WrestleMania. I think The Rock probably has forgotten that he was <laughs> the host of WrestleMania. <laughs> Kim Kardashian was apparently a host of WrestleMania one year. The, Hulk Hogan was the host of WrestleMania one year. Like, it, it literally is a meaningless thing. Yeah. So it's absolutely the best use of The Miz because he can just do some backstage segments Mm -hmm. with some comedy. He'll open up the show. He'll open up the show. He'll say, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut and all this sort of stuff. And it'll be a totally fine use of The Miz. I'm really sick of seeing him and Seth Rollins have segments together because mm. they are just there to have a war about who can out douchebag each other. Yeah. This, you know, who are you calling a an, uh, an unlikable douchebag earlier? Michael Cole. Michael Cole. When he was heel, when he was heel Cole on commentary. Yeah. Like I, I, Seth Rollins is starting to veer into unlikable douchebag. Yeah. And I've been quite. I know some people really turned off on Rollins a while ago. Um. I know Ollie like turned off on Rollins very very early last year he sure did he has been so over this version of seth rollins now for probably a year plus mm-hmm. but i've been i was hey go back and watch the best wrestlers uh, 2022 video i was mm-hmm. like i actually don't he's one of the most consistent things on raw people really dig his character i think he's doing some of the better promo work he really does feel like one of the few stars that this this uh, roster has i am feeling like i'm being pushed over the edge now with this seth rollins thing mm-hmm. And it's kind of started with the red boots, mm-hmm. and it sort of carried on last week. Yeah, and I really, really did not like this segment. Yeah.
3: So they they were hyping up the whole envelope thing, Frages, for this segment. You know what what's in the envelope? What's in the envelope? And Miz didn't have the envelope with him this week, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And he announced he's going to be the host of WrestleMania. My next note was, I wonder how Luke reacted to this. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what,
0: Pete, it means nothing. Yeah. I didn't care.
3: Yeah um and then seth Rollins came out and said uh, you've been raining on my parade for three weeks i was like it's only been three weeks yeah feels like it's been seven years they've been doing it then there was some very bad comedy yeah so me and you were talking about this earlier um with someone else in the He's office rich producer rich producer rich and we were speaking about in the office and we said they what they they started at the punchline and then worked backwards which generally speaking is not how you write jokes but whatever and Seth Rollins called The Miz a B-hole. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is a thing that anyone has said before.
0: T- one, get to... Miz, you there?
3: Miz then says, he's not a B-type of person, he's an A-type of person. So then Rollins said, so you're an A-hole.
0: Which, like... Just checking. Uh, it's just... I've, I googled, you're a B-hole, mm-hmm. and Google has also corrected uh, you... it to, you're an A-hole. Yep. Because I don't think so B- I, don't,
3: I don't think that's a thing. Regardless, crazy? it wasn't fantastic, and the reason that they're Rollins, just saying it's butthole, it was, which is yeah, what I assumed it which was, which is what I assume it was. But like, no one says that. Um, it was a convoluted way to get to a
0: punchline that they'd already figured out. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, th- the reason why this didn't work massively so is because yeah you're like as we were saying earlier they started at the punchline and worked their way backwards because what miz said is not how anyone would have responded to seth's line
3: no exactly
0: where he said you're a, a b-hole yeah and miz's response was no no i'm i'm not a b-type person i'm an a because that's talking about b-type personalities and a-type mm-hmm. personalities yeah it's like no i'm an a-type person yeah which is not a response to what seth said yeah probably. well uh, it's S-
3: S- silly and stupid um but Rollin said the reason that he interrupted miz tv was because he wants miz to call logan paul for him miz then says no Roland super kicks him grabs his phone and then uses miz's face id to unlock the phone that was funny which the sound effect plays throughout the studio because that's how phones work and then he called logan on facetime and then said you should turn up next week face to face and logan was like all right and then he gave a stomp to Miz.
0: Yeah, I mean, so all of this was played out on the speakers. Yeah, in the in the building because yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a cartoon show for children. Of course. And um, it was so so hilariously obvious that the shot of Miz holding the phone was a pre-tape, mm. and as was you know the the Logan Paul thing, it was just kind of horribly staged, quite shoddily put together, not funny, and really long yeah this and also kind of got us nowhere apart from the fact that miz is uh sorry logan paul's gonna be on tv next week
3: once again it was a thing of like you know watch next week because that's pretty much what this show was
0: can i give you my big prediction what's that so obviously i've already done the three count predictions mm. um for uh for WrestleMania. You go check that over on the rest Talk podcast uh, rest talk main channel rather miz is going to help logan paul beat seth rollins mm-hmm because then you can do seth rollins versus the miz at the next set of pay-per-views because logan paul won't be there and then that will lead to a uh rollins logan rematch either at SummerSlam or at a saudi show
3: uh there are so many of the words that you just said that i really
0: hate yeah me i mean me too yeah but that that is my big bold prediction for this i don't think the miz being involved in so much of this is an accident or a waste of time yeah anyway kathy kelly interviewed damage control backstage mm. um who said get this they're gonna win tonight
3: that's crazy that they said that <laughs> it's so unique no one else says that
0: uh, and then austin theory walked up and said no one talks about him
3: he said everyone's talking about john cena i was like <laughs> are they no one's mentioned John Cena for eight. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> this is the first time that John Cena has been mentioned <laughs> yeah. on the <this> show.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they if like, even if nobody in like the community <laughs> had been talking about Cena, if they'd been talking about Cena on this show for a while, I could understand the story point. But he just be like, everyone's talking about John Cena. It's like, but they're not, though.
0: That's a lie. Uh, but he's going to have a segment with Cena next week.
3: Again, tune in next week. That's the important one.
0: Bobby Lashley squashed Elias um, and. Um, then uh then cuts
3: a promo the and then he got, then he got a promo
0: show. he said he's not going to <laughs> he got a promo on brock because he basically did Because <laughs> like i'd rather be feeling with brock lesnar if it's all the same to you yeah and he doesn't want to play games with uh bray wyatt and we got the return of the muscle man dance which i did pop for
3: you know i didn't no i, this I was popped a... for this i
0: i thought this was a real
3: this feels like a very superficial version of bray wyatt it's like do you remember the thing that you liked
0: look at it again I'll be honest it it feels like we are just putting a pause on all of Bray Wyatt's character stuff, so we yes. can just do a little brief feud with Bobby Lashley for WrestleMania, and then we'll pick up all of the Uncle howdy exactly. lore law based stuff afterwards. I, maybe it's because I
3: just don't care about this version of Bray Wyatt at all, but I yeah. saw the moss of my and I was like, yeah okay
0: yeah it oh it's so it's a superficial pop, yeah, I mean one hundred p it's a, it's a superficial thing, yeah, um, but I did pop for it. Uh, Chelsea Green had some bantery stuff with Adam Pearce, and the Carmella said that she's going to get a match with Bel Air next week. Thought that Chelsea Green was quite funny. She's very good. On the trot. I think that's like three weeks. I've laughed at her segment. Uh, Otis took on Johnny Gargano. There was comedy shenanigans with Otis uh, and, um, Maximum Male Models and Dexter Loomis, and Johnny Gargano got the win in all of the commotion, and nobody cared.
3: Dexter Loomis tried to kidnap Mace.
0: Um,. We then got... Massive
3: upset, by the way, according to commentary. Massive upset Gargano beat Otis. Was it really?
0: That's what they said. Okay. Uh, Kathy interviewed Paul Heyman, just to remind us all that Cody is going to SmackDown. And then our main event...
3: I really like this bit as well, because they said uh, Kathy Kelly tried to correct Paul Heyman, because Paul Heyman was like, you know, Cody Rhodes is going to confront Roman Reigns on SmackDown. She was like, well, technically he didn't say that. He said he's just going to be there at SmackDown. And Heyman's like, obviously they're going to... Confront each other, face and go at WrestleMania. What are you talking
0: about, Kathy? And I was like, yeah, Kathy. Yeah. What are you on about, you weirdo? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch and Lita took on damage control for the women's tag team titles in the main event of this show. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this, this was, this, is, this was my favorite bad commentary of the day because this proper made me laugh. Yep. Because it was both rubbish, but accurate. Okay. Because there was this moment when Becky Lynch got on all fours Mm. and Lita ran at her, really badly slipped off her back and did an awful little splash in the corner. They did Hardy Boy's moves and Corey said, Vintage Lita. And then I read, I mean, it was bad. (laughs) So that is pretty much Vintage Lita. (laughs) Lita's one of my faves ever. Yeah. But she's not the... Not the smoothest. Not the smoothest Not the in the smoothest ring. Not the smoothest cats yeah. uh, in the ring. Never was. Yep. She's slowed down in 20 years, as you would do. It's been 20 years, but the game has got significantly faster. Mm-hmm. So she feels like she is running at the wrong speed to everybody else. Um, Trish Stratus ran down. Yep. She made her return to uh, even up the odds as Bailey was trying to interfere. And then we got a bit of a sloppy finish where like Dakota... Um, Eosky got knocked down in the ring and had to lay there for ages while they waited for Trish to hit Bailey with the chick kick and for Becky Lynch to get Dakota Kai into the armbar so that and Dakota Kai to tap out on the outside mm-hmm. and then Lita could hit the moonsault. Yeah, like it was. Almost too many moving parts. There, there's a lot of bits
3: in this one. Yeah. That
0: meant that Eos guy was laying there for probably far too long. Mm. So long, it, I thought, oh, she'll reverse that yeah. because she's been there for ages. Yeah. But no, Lita hit the moonsault, got the win. Uh, we have got new women's tag team champions Which in Becky matters Li- so much. Becky Lynch and Lita. I thought it was a very very fun main event. It was fun, uh, and I like the fact that these people got to uh, be in the ring with their mm. idols. Absolutely. There's a lot of you know thumbs up and and niceness to be had around that. All of it's completely superficial, mm-hmm. and kind of as I mentioned earlier, because you you kind of I pointed that to me. I hadn't realised it, but this is a feud that is done, but is just continuing on unnecessarily.
3: Yeah. Until we can get to the thing that they want to do at WrestleMania. They've had their plan for Mania for ages and they've just spun it and just kept the feud going until they want to get to this bit.
0: But if that was the case, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're just sort of spinning this out until we can get to WrestleMania. I don't think I would have just had Becky win the cage match because that felt like that was the end of the feud. Sure did. But then almost like an this end- isn't over until I say it's over. In a, in, a, in a Edge baller Jericho Appreciation Society. This, mm. that, like, that's what this is. Yeah, 100%. This is Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah. It was like, and the feud is over. But next week, mm-hmm. there's another part to it. And then it's Jericho Appreciation Society versus Ricky Starks.
3: This feud is over, but here's more but of it. But here's
0: more of it. Yeah. Because we, we aren't done just yet. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we, it looks like we're going to be going getting into a six woman.
3: Mm-hmm. No idea
0: what we're going to do with Ronda then uh, at Mania, but also I don't, I don't think I care.
3: I don't really care.
0: But yeah, I, I was, a, it was a fun ending to a show. It was, which I, I, actually kind of needed. Yes. Because I, I wasn't overly enamoured with a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. I gave this two out of five.
3: Valid. Yeah, uh, nothing really happened of, of of major note because the women's tag titles don't mean anything. There's no, no, there's there's no, no division. Yeah, you're right, but it was it was nice. It was superficial. oh yeah, I mean, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. But like, right. yeah. but like, it was it was like a it was still nothing. Yeah, even though it was something happened, it's still mostly nothing. Uh, two very quick bits of commentary that I just want to point out: mm-hmm. uh, Becky Lynch and Lita. Uh, they first tagged in. They hit a, a, a like a double suplex. They hit a suplex together. And Kevin Patrick goes, "How's that for chemistry?" <laughs> like, I hit one move, KP, uh, and also at the end when uh, Io Sky went to hit a moonsault on Lita and she moved, she's like, "Oh, she wanted to hit. dastardly Eo wanted to finish it with her own with Lita's own move." It's like <laughs> that's Eo's finisher.
0: <sighs> Cranky. She did one earlier in the match. I yet, know,
3: yeah. Um
0: But anyway, that that was the show. Yeah, two out of five. What do you say? Yeah,
3: two and a half. Let's go with that. Maybe slightly higher.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I, you you liked it more than I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Oh, wonderful! Our moderators have already got the poll going up. Uh, let's get to the rest of your remaining Oosie chats here. Unfortunately, Streamlabs has lost uh, a name here. Uh, Do says, It's way too early for Gunther to beat Brock or to lose to him, and Amos versus Braun was a great match. Y'all are being peak IWC here. Disagree on both counts. Gunther beating Brock would be amazing. Yeah, it's Amos versus Braun would not fun. Yeah, it's not too early for Gunther to beat Rock- Brock whatsoever, in fact. Actually, nope. if anything, that'd be... Awesome. it would be really cool. Be really, really great. For really them. solidify that IC title yeah. reign
3: is really awesome and meaningful and get a lot of prestige back to that title, which is desperately needed.
0: And I mean this with all due respect. I really do, because I apologize. And I'm very thankful that you've sent in your UC chat here. And I thank you for mm-hmm. watching this show and I thank you for being part of the conversation. Mm. Um, but I just want to you the first eye there of the iwc is the internet Mm -hmm. i just want you to double check where you posted this (laughs) i just um, i really Uh, i really think it's time to retire the term iwc IWC. yeah we're all on the internet we're all doing this on the internet yeah we're all we're all part of the internet wrestling community. Yep. It's now just the wrestling community. Yeah. I I think it's time to retire that Mm because it's it's not even an insult. Yeah. Um, Kevin says, "Um, what, you're like Gunther versus Sheamus, but you don't like Lesnar versus Amos. Good (laughs) luck with your unbiased (laughs) journalism. More seriously. I hate that all three uh, uh, Lashley versus Lesnar had screwy finishes all for nothing. I agree. Ah, Kevin. There's every chance. Brock just beats some moss and then we can do Brock versus uh Bobby at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, but why
3: stretch it out? Whatever, doesn't matter. And to be fair, their crown jewel match wasn't a screwy finish. It was just bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was uh, yes, it was yeah, fire yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, Liam Lennon has been a member for eighteen months in a row. We just did a, a Patreon video call for mm. Liam Lennon, so that's sat in there in your inbox. Who says, "Hey guys, from my real job, decent episode, but you guys might have to add Brock versus a Moss to worst matches ever." Yeah. Is it a field goal? Thanks for the call, guys. No worries, mate. You're very, very welcome. We'll uh, the poll results are in, by the way, mm. from uh, Brock versus a Moss. Sixty-two percent thumbs down, with twenty-seven thumbs in the middle. giving that thumbs up. So that's... um, Checks out. Yeah, so that's uh, 81% there at the IWC. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Excuse me. I am being glib, of course. Yes. Uh, Charles Berg says, Adrenaline in my soul. Watch me wrestle Chad Gable. Yeah. That's good. That works. That's good. The question I really want to know is, uh, Will Bray and Lashley... uh, is what will Brayton Lashley's match be? I hope Mm. it's another brand match. The Snickers, you're not here. You're not <laughs> you when you are howdy match. That's quite good. That it's not good. you and
3: your howdy. Oh, that is good.
0: I like that. It works
3: on many layers.
0: Uh, Lucas Mildrum has uh, been a member. Has become a member. Got a gifted sub. Thank you for that. Love the reviews, guys. Thank you very much Thank for you joining us. The person in the chat who ever gifted in the sub. Andrew doherty has been a member for eighteen months in a row. Said Ric Flair recently said that Vince was back on Busted Open Radio, and last night proves it. Well, I mean, if there's one word that we should take as as red. <laughs> probably probably rick flair I was literally
3: just about to say like you know trustworthy reliable source rick flair hold on
0: hold on let me put a call into disco inferno <laughs> and see if i can get a confirmation yeah. you know real real <laughs> legit insights here yeah um, of course, I'm being facetious uh, Kevin said, I know with all the reports that We think that Vince is back in charge with Bad Creative But I wouldn't put it past Triple H to have these kind of doofus decisions Like Mella and Chelsea Green dominating Asuka Or Gargano just being a lad NXT wasn't always perfect
3: It wasn't always perfect
0: You're absolutely That's right true. I did forget about Chelsea Green dominating Why, can this, why can't this company book Asuka? They did well, so the well that is, first year they, they, they occasionally book Asuka really well Like the Chamber
3: match She looked awesome yeah, she like, did. Saw sure did in the rumble match. Awesome. awesome.
0: Like occasionally they're like, "This is the ask you want." You're like, "Yes, yes, it is." More of that, and they go, "No, <laughs> no, he is Carmella dominating for 19 minutes. Yeah, ninety percent rather." Uh, Nick Smith, Dom versus Ray at Mania, ladder match for Ray's mask and career. Added stip that if Judgment Day interfered, Dom loses the Mysterio name. They do, and Ray loses. We see mm. the debut of Dominic Guerrero <laughs> In Raw after Mania in Ray's mask. I'd love it if it was Dominic Ripley. <laughs> oh, that's way better. I like that a lot. Oh, really um really fun. But I, I really think it's going to be a a mask. Yes, yeah. I think it'll be a mask as well. I, really cool. I think less mask in career. I think it's going to be mask versus hair. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Chris here says, uh, With all the reports of Triple H wanting a smaller card for Mania and him booking things like Amos versus Brock, you can see why people might be upsta- upset backstage to be left off the show. Mm-hmm. Did you see a picture of Alexa behind Bray during the Muscle Man dance? No, I did not actually. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Firefly Finals of Smackdown? Felt like it was very effective in setting up Bray and Bobby at WrestleMania and all the Alexa teases. Um, she, uh, she's the hands playing with the Undertaker and she's the eyes in the door when we hear someone shouting. On the Asuka match, this could be a case of dark Alexa repeat where Bianca doesn't uh, doesn't sell. Asuka as a threat just being weird then beats her super clean. And if that happens, the Super Bel-Air narrative that's starting to grow will get worse if she just beats Asuka. I mean, I 100% think that Belair wins at Mania I hope not um, 35 Antonio says Sheamus has been Teeting a third match With Gunter Since the F finish On Smackdown mm-hmm. The has always been That Drew is just an extra And one of the worst tricks WWE has ever pulled Is making us believe Brock had no personality and hated wrestling <laughs> So true I don't know Wait till we get further Into this feud with him and we might find <laughs> out Just how much he doesn't <laughs> like wrestling yeah. It's got it reeks of uh, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, this has got a proper Dean it, Ambrose WrestleMania Dean Ambrose right there. Uh, I'm Just Marcus says, Can I just say how much I loved the Ford Bel Air Titanic parody? Also, Becky and Lita beat Damage Control for the tag titles that mean so little, I genuinely forgot they had them. Please, WWE, either do something with the belts or get rid of them. I agree. Uh, A missing username here says, Corey and Kevin Patrick are a horrible announced team because Corey makes all of these easily refutable arguments for heel behavior and Kevin Patrick does not refute them. One of the worst Raw announced teams ever
3: ever Corey Graves never gets his comeuppance for being a knob and that's I think that's my main issue yeah uh,
0: unfortunately we have a missing Streamlabs name here who says my defense for the Asker match last night is that the Raw women's division has looked weak recently mm-hmm. uh, by people like Chelsea Carmelo and Nikki putting up a serious fight it gives you credible opponents for Asuka after she wins at Mania Oh, I I disagree there because that's not building people up. That's just dragging Asuka down.
3: Yeah, it's booked poorly. Like you should have these people putting good performances against people that aren't Asuka.
0: Yes, absolutely. 35 answer. Yeah, Asuka should be booked as strong as possible she's mm-hmm. going if she, especially in your world view where she's winning the belt 35 Antonio a thing I noticed early from Triple H women's booking is that he tries to make everyone competitive the problem is that some women are no longer credible because of years of bad booking mm-hmm. this Mella match is the latest example yes Bacon Rash said hi lads don't worry about Carmella winning the women's title she's booked strong and she will win the tag belts with Chelsea at Mania beating Lynch and Lita ha <laughs> ha P.S. Tommy and Tyson Fury to Mania this year confirmed seth mentioned the boxing mm. uh jam that jam yeah they did mention something about a, another uh poll I, I don't know what it was in reference to boxing cool um also i i just want to clarify now i also don't need you to tell me yeah um brad has been a member for two months in a row he just says yeah. yep and lastly here eddie pat says hello guys is there not, Lastly? Do nope. apologise. Hello, guys. I just finished Citizen Kane for my film appreciation class, and I still don't get it. <laughs> is it one of those movies you have to watch twice? Anyway, I'm pulling for Luke next season in GM mode. Tucker isn't in the game now. Is your time? <laughs> That's true. <You've laughs> lost your. I host. can't push Tucker You've anymore. Lost your star player. No, yeah. Uh, and Ollie, you're in the room. Um, uh, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. I know you. We talked about this on the AEW review. The second Citizen Kane
3: chat we've had in. Five days. I think it's the same person right.
0: who's now finished the film. And uh, their quote is uh, I don't get it. Do you need to watch it twice? No,
3: no, it's famously <laughs> just perfect. <for> what I'm <laughs>
0: I uh, uh, lastly hear from Eric Metzloff who says, Hey team rustock I'm so excited that Lita won a title in 2023. Pardon me, wishes she won it with Trish versus Becky. Uh, but this makes Lita's third title win in the main event of Raw. That's a nice
3: well, how stat. About that? That's got
0: like cool. that a lot. Uh thank you all so much for watching. Please do, do-, do we have a poll
3: first for the for the thoughts on Raw? Absolutely right. Just to see what, what
0: people thought. You're absolutely right, Pete. Um, Let's have a look here. Uh, Fifty-three percent gave it mid. That checks out for me. With thirty-three percent down. happened yeah. Uh, And thirteen percent up. So that is very heavily weighted on the down front. Mid,
3: mid to down. Yeah, it's
0: mid to down. That's like a two point five out of five. That's what I said. Or two, or two out of five. Well. You know. Whatever. Um, but anyway thank you so much for joining us today please do get your comments down below if you're watching this on demand press the thumbs up button and subscribe and all that good jazz as well please also click the link down below and check out the latest episode of worst match ever where Pete and Tempest and I give our reactions to Damien Priest versus The Miz in the zombie lumberjack match till then I've been Luca going D.A.D that has been Pete jam that jam